Hey folks, how's it going? Uh, this is Marcus, the chef of Campbell's Soup Kitchen. I'm coming at you uh, with a little intro for this next episode. I'm going to be talking to my buddy, Miss Cat Fury of Cat Fury Cosplay. Uh, she is a local uh, cosplayer in the Phoenix metropolitan area. A uh, really good friend of mine, a dear, near and dear friend of mine. Uh, we are venturing on a partnership on Patreon. Um, so that new cosplayers can learn how to go about building some of the um, more difficult things that people they see at comic cons and out at um, of these anime cons and uh, Halloween sessions and just so on and so forth. Uh, she's an absolute doll to talk to, an absolute doll to work with. She's actually one of my models as well because uh, some of you know I'm a photographer as well. And she is one of the original Diamond Girls. <coughs> Pardon the cough. And this has been a long time coming that we, her and I were going to sit down and actually chit-chat about um, some of the things that she has in the works and some of the things that we've worked on um, so far. Uh, we've put out two, no, three, technically like two and a half sets of uh, photos um, over the span of a month. And um, due to covid so on and so forth. We're not going to get all the sets done that we needed to get done. Um, but when I bring her on, she actually has a lot, a lot, a lot of good plans in the makes in the, in the makings. Um, I think she has a couple of things planned for me as well that we're going to discuss um, for the near future. So hold on tight, hold on to your saddles. We're coming at you here shortly with Miss Cat Fury. Hey, Cat. Hey, can you hear me okay? Yep, can you hear me? Yep. All right, cool. All right, so uh, I already did our intro for the show. Um, so I introduced you as uh, the creator of Cat Fury Cosplay and everything else. So tell us what got you started. What got me started in cosplay? Oh, gosh. Uh, well, that would have been like oh, years yeah. ago. Uh, essentially my best friend since like junior high, her father was a photographer. Originally he did like tech and IT and stuff, but he was always taking photos on the side. And eventually that started expanding and I was always like a picked on nerd and living with them. I, you know, he would take pictures of me and <coughs> kind of lift me up, things like that. And then his photography started expanding. So he started becoming one of the major photographers for Renaissance Festival, as well as the big cons out here. As And I always had like a love for Halloween. So as soon as I started branching out making my own costumes in like my early 20s, um, he started like photographing them. And then he started to play with like special effects. So like I did Kakashi from Naruto and he started to play with like lightning effects and things like that. So it was almost like we kind of grew in it together because as his photography get better then I would kind of push and be like oh let's do this costume or let's do this or let's do this which then allowed him to branch out with other cosplayers and it just kind of became something I sort of grew up with it was kind of really fun to you know like for instance when I did Kakashi from Naruto like fooling people like nobody knowing it was me or having kids run up to me and be like oh my god and they do like a what are the Naruto poses or something like that and or having kids like believe you're that character just became really addicting mm. it's really fun so okay yeah I like that I like um I like that you know we we just did your uh your demon pirate cosplay yes um just a preview shoot and and so many little kids were just digging it so many adults were digging it yeah and that's what I like, love is that just or, like, even I did Umbreon a few times, and just mm -hmm. having little kids run up to you and be like, ah, Umbreon! Like, that's my favorite part. So, I mean, like, I really, I, like, I really, really, really love the energy that it drives, you know? It's pretty, oh, yeah. it's pretty intense. Like, and that's why I've been getting from um, just doing, like, public photo shoots. Um <clears throat> Pardon me. Even just the um, the fashion shoots, right? Like yeah, the fashion shoots and the, and the and the chill shoots. Like so many people are just like, oh my gosh, she's so gorgeous, right? <laughs> um, yes. And it's it's actually kind of fun. It's fun for me because uh, 
like when I introduce my um my my different types of friends to one another, right? Mm -hmm. Uh just like uh you met JC in this uh, uh on our last shoot. And yeah. you know, she can't stop talking to you, uh talking about you to our group. She's like, she's so adorable oh, oh and she's super cute and the uh and the the outfit is smoking hot and like da 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 I'm like so like yeah, so people have seen like certain parts of the shoot often. Uh, even her roommates were like, "We want to see it." <laughs> <laughs> so I think what's more fun for me is it's like it's an escape. You get to play these characters that you either make up or these characters you grew up watching or playing or like how you and I discussed. I'm going to be doing Psychomantis, and like for me growing up, that was such a pivotal boss battle uh, for those that played Metal Gear Solid or grew up with those games and you get to become that character or you get to play a twist on that character and that that for me is what's fun I, I get to become something else for a day and you know having nerds or fellow cosplayers or fellow people at cons are up and be like oh my god like for instance when I played Jason at from Friday the 13th at Fan Fusion, you know, I was having people run up to me and be like, oh my god, will you kill me, please? And, like, have my friend <laughs> take a picture. Like, that's what's really fun, is just, like, having people, even adults, for that moment. Or, like, when me and my fiancé played Rick and Morty, I was Rick Sanchez, and he was Morty, and, you know, like, one person ran up to me, like, trying to offer me Morty insurance, so I went off on a tangent about how, you know, Mortys are replaceable and there's infinite ones and my fiance like ran off crying. Like it's you just <laughs> get to play for a day. Like it's so fun. It it really is. And and I and I I appreciate that that Rick and Morty. Um, you know, it's funny because as we're as we're doing this, you know, as we're talking via remote, I'm I'm kind of multitasking here a little bit. Um uh playing uh, Borderlands three while we're talking, right? <laughs> and yes, folks, I mean Megan games i like video games and anime and comic books and so on and so forth but a hidden uh, uh hidden character fight in the game um mm -hmm. that you would appreciate uh, it's a rick and morty reference and it's yes uh, i've heard of that one and they look and they look like the psychos from uh from borderlands dressed as rick and morty it is <laughs> there hilarious. is also a uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle reference in Borderlands 2, I believe yes. it is. Yes. You, yes. <laughs> As a pizza delivery, and uh, they have four of the guys dressed, uh, four of the psychos dressed as the Ninja Turtles. And yes. Ninja Turtles. <laughs> uh, yes, I do. All right, hold on just a second. But um, actually, I just found I just found a new reference in the I think it was last night, and it was uh, to the Power Rangers. Oh gosh! <laughs> and the Power Rangers reference was epic. Like it was, it was pretty amazing. Like I was like I was like wait wait. These are the Power Rangers? These are the Power Rangers. Like, <laughs> what? And, and like it's so bad. It's so terrible. <clears throat> but that's what I really love about um like this series is that they grab everything sci-fi and nerd related and put it all together. They smush it all together into, you know, a four-day epic. You know, uh, you know, well, I mean you can Technically, beat the game in like uh, I think someone speed speed ran the game in like thirty five minutes. Oh my gosh! Well, like that brings up. But I don't know. know. Like, like for me, that's what I love about nerd culture nowadays. Because some people are like, "Oh, it's too mainstream," or "Oh, with all the Marvel movies, blah blah, it's too mainstream," and now it's cool to be a nerd. No, fuck that. Like it's. I hope it's okay to curse on your podcast, but. Uh, oh, that's fine. It's... Like, 
there was like a pivotal moment for me growing up with my little brother. All of a sudden, he was getting ready for school. Me and my other brother were sitting on the couch, and he's got like a Boba Fett jacket on and stuff like that, and a Star Wars backpack. And me and my other brothers look, we're like, dude, do you know how lucky you are? Like, had we worn that shit to school back in the day, like, we'd have gotten our asses kicked. Like, and for a second, I got a little, like, jealous, but then I took a second and thought back on it. I'm like, no, that's awesome. Like, I love the fact that not only cosplay is blown up, but same with all these other, like, nerd cliches and things from our culture. Like, we can all get together at cons, as cosplayers, whatever we want, and you can even make money doing it. Like, you can have a Patreon, you can have whatever, and you can even viably do this as, like, a job. And uh, yeah, and just make public appearances. Yeah, um, like who who was it? Uh, like we 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 know. Uh, I know both of us know the same some of the same people. Like uh, Kara, um, mm-hmm. uh, Arizona, um, or the AZ Power Girl. Mm-hmm. Right. That's or like even my buddies that I grew up with that Grant, my uh, friend's dad photographed before he passed, like Crash Cosplay or LP Aubrey or Moon Mermaid or Twig the Fairy. Mm-hmm. Like Twig the Fairy just gets to like tour with Ren Fair and uh, Grant before he passed like helps her make her like children's books and everything and she gets to go like light up kids worlds being a fairy and like that's awesome. Like that it it's awesome that i love the kid aspect of it like as much as i love being surrounded by my fellow nerds i love when a kid comes up to me and just believes in that day that like i'm that character like that's what's so right yeah i think um our my favorite photo from the uh, other set was the kid uh the little girl on the back of the boat oh yes and she's just like winging out and her parents are not even paying attention she's just like oh my god hi (laughs) right and it's like it's like, all right, <laughs> and you know, like all the kids were really, really digging it. And like, like I said, and then there was the um, a couple of the hippie dudes who were there. Um, they were really loving it too. Some of the uh, like, and and there was no hate. There's no, no hate. No, like, none was, whatsoever. And if you took this like, you know, ten years ago, if we had tried to go to like where we went to in this demon pirate get up, you know, full course that the whole nine yards, movable dragon on my shoulder, like people would have I probably would have been asked um, to leave. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that the Catholic nun would have shown up somewhere and been like, um, <laughs> excuse me, we need to perform an exorcism. You guys both in Jesus. You know? Like exactly. <laughs> but the fact that nowadays, you know, I can show up for a photo shoot or any of these things and people love it. Like, that's what's really cool. But what's also really cool to me is as a creative person is that, like, I appreciate all levels of cosplayers because we go and make, like, people don't necessarily see the countless hours that go into, like, I just just explained to you, you're like, oh, why don't we do Psycho Manus and Pirate in one day? And I was like, whoa, wait a minute. It takes, like, two people to get into my pirate costume. Like, people don't see that aspect of it but the other cool part is like you have Hollywood which pays millions and millions of dollars and months and years of shooting to create these cool costumes and we sit in our home ordering shit off like Amazon or going to the dollar store or the craft store and create these like I mean there's a lady out there who creates fully opposable wings that are fully electronic and have feathers and everything like we're just straight at home making these things out of like our garage <laughs> right i think um so the very first con i went to was the uh, amazing arizona comic con that was probably about uh 10 11 years ago mm-hmm. and the um you know and everything was going well we were you know seeing a lot of cool stuff i was t- i took my um thing uh that girl i was seeing at the time I took her um her son and the I saw some really really amazing predator costumes, which were kind of like whoa. And then oh yeah, and you know those were just like what, like like and I know a lot I know a lot of time goes into creating certain things like like and this is no offense to um, people who just throw on a leotard and call it done right, um, 
you know, like, okay, so we'll go with uh, Power Girl, for instance, right? Uh, I think the most expensive part for her, her original, her main costume, right? The one that everybody knows her for might be the boots, right? It's either the boots or, mm-hmm. or her haircut, right? Because she probably goes through, I don't know what, three, four white leotards a year, right? She probably has a well. Hmm? Well, and what I love though is just the twists that people take on characters too. Like uh, the big misconception too is that like cosplay has to cost a lot. Right. Like it absolutely does not. I mean, yes, there is a cost involved, obviously, but like me. I love being like a thrifty cosplayer. Like I will raid dollar stores, sales, whatever I have to do. Cause I did not grow up with a shitload of money. I mean, my pirate cosplay alone maybe cost me about 150 bucks. <laughs> but you're going to wear that one, like at least $150 worth of times more often. I mean, that's probably going to be my wedding outfit, but that's another <laughs> Or, yeah. <laughs> you know, we will we'll discuss that later because I know I'm going to be shooting your wedding. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but one of my other big deals is it's going to be. Hold on, I'm seeing something here. <sighs> yeah. So my uh, one of my other big deals that I really am a big fan of is the. Um, so just like you said, like that was 150 dollars. You like to be thrifty, like. You know, I, I was, you know, I've been, I'm going to cosplay, I'm going to cosplay. I'm like, what am I going to do? I'm like, ah, there's nothing I can really do, right? I said, okay, I'm going to cheat. I'm going to buy a bunch of those cheap hoodies and I'm going to put holes in them and be Luke Cage, okay? From uh, from from Netflix, the Netflix uh, Luke Cage series. Because you get shot up all the time. All those hoodies have bullet holes, are riddled with bullet holes in them. Like, easy, like 20 bucks. I can change it to hoodies, you know, in between, you know, in between cons. So it's never. <laughs> well, we even but came up with a me and my fiance. Yeah. But like, that's where I'm a huge proponent of cosplay doesn't hmm? have to be expensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, like me and my fiance came up with a creative idea since I'm making Psycho Mantis since the con out here got delayed till September you know my fiance is a gamer he's not mm-hmm. exactly in shape he's not fat but he's not in shape and so he was like well why don't I do a fat retired solid snake <laughs> yes <laughs> and so you know we'll make him a solid snake so and make it so that you know the box he normally hides in is stuck on him like around his waist <laughs> and there's just like pizza stains yes. and stuff on the box <laughs> and he's got you know his army get up but has like a bathrobe on <laughs> and he's just accepted the box is stuck on him now <coughs> hold on um, you know because I, I, I you know because you know how fast I pull up images to, to, send, to send to you when you recommend things yeah oh this is going to be <laughs> epic And yeah, this is gonna be so bad, <laughs> so good and so bad all at the same time. Hold on, I'm gonna send this to you right now. You're gonna see this and you're gonna laugh. Uh, paste. Oh, and the other thing, right. I will like totally plug a product because I watch. On top of being creative, you know, I watch a ton of tutorials, blah blah, seeing what I could do, what I could try, uh, how I could make things, how to get around being creative or what materials I can work with and in as you know know, I'm building a set of power armor which I've been working on for several months now because that's going to be my like most in-depth build I've ever tackled but it's something I've been wanting to do for a while and Mm. I've been working with the traditional you know EVA foam all that stuff but I discovered uh it's moldable foam so it literally comes in a tub and it's similar to clay. It doesn't feel like clay because it's foam, but it literally molds just like clay does. So instead of just working with like the solid sheets of foam, you actually now have like the, it's a new product out there for cosplayers out there that may not yet have discovered it. It's on Amazon. 
It's by a company called Pixis, P-I-X-I-S-S. And it's a Mm. straight tub of moldable foam. Like, literally, once it dries. Now, granted, if you make, like, a full sculpt of something, you've got to let it dry for several days. But once it dries, it is a straight piece of EVA foam. You can sand it, paint it just like you would one of the solid sheets of EVA foam, but I I cannot sing that product's praises enough. I ordered it like, I've never seen this on a tutorial, but it seems like a good idea, and I really was not sure about it, but I cannot sing this product's praises enough. I don't know how they did it. I've never seen anything like it on the market, but this stuff's incredible. Like, if you're a cosplayer at all that works with foam, I can't recommend trying it enough. That's brilliant. Like I said, I can't wait to actually like see what you know what comes of that. Like that's again, like I can't say enough about how impressive all of your stuff is, um, <laughs> all the way around. Like, like I, and I've seen some impressive stuff. Like that. Like again, that first, that first amazing Arizona Comic Con, I saw uh, the Predators, which were you know those are, they look like they were kits, like pre-made kits because they look like movie authentic, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's, you know, again, I don't, have, I don't have a problem if you if you have the money to spend on on the, the actual movie prop, be my guest, right? Um, but if you are if you're looking for that challenge, um, like uh, who is Alan Amos, right? Mm-hmm. Are you familiar? Are you familiar with him? Ah, uh, I'm being like partially deaf and horrible with names, great with faces. <laughs> okay, so he's the guy who has like the six sets of Boba Fett armor. In Arizona. Okay. Okay. Uh, he did the, yes. uh, the samurai fet that wins the uh, best Boba Fett or the best Mandalorian. He has the samurai Mandalorian and the the pink yes, Mandalorian. Okay. So probably one of the uh, like <clears throat> I'll say he's one. Of, uh, I'll go on a limb here and say he's one of the best. Um, one of the very best. Uh, what am I? What's the word I'm looking for? weaponsmiths and armorsmiths in cosplay that's the other thing that i love about cosplay becoming so vast is now these traits that like you would have seen fallen by the wayside like weaponsmithing or you know armorsmithing are now coming back like i mean there's huge booths i mean that would be something you'd normally see only at like the renaissance festival but now mm-hmm. you're getting these people that are fully crafting like armor pieces. I mean, you have the guys we just recently watched. Oh, I wish I could remember who it was, but they did a full, they looked into what it would take to actually build a fully functional lightsaber that would actually cut through things. And they actually made one. Like it's, it's a hefty build and has a big like battery pack, but mm-hmm. It is a fully legit working concept lightsaber that you you house the battery pack on you and it lights up and you can straight slice through things. Like okay, that sounds almost borderline proton pack from the uh, from Ghostbusters too. Then you know, and it's that's what I love about it. Like being a creative person, I you know work in multiple. You know, I paint, I do all these things, and. I love, I'm, I'm constantly scouring through videos of, like, what did this person do? What did that person do? And, like, there's even a guy that makes, like, fully functional, like, uh, Iron Man pieces and did, like, a Thor hammer and did, like, all these different things. Like, mm-hmm. the internet has actually absolutely exposed the creativity of people, and it's so awesome like it's so cool what people can just like make and without the internet and things we could order and share and get a hold of we wouldn't be able to do that like it's just it's so cool to me to see what people are capable of doing with just some creativity like it's really awesome well so so one of my favorites that i've seen um uh, I saw a guy who made a full. He he became the thing from the Fantastic Four, and mm-hmm. it was full EVA foam. It came in two giant tubs. Um, he was dying. He's wearing um, 
like he's wearing uh, spandex leggings and a tank top underneath the underneath the suit. And he mm-hmm. took it off, and he was like, "Oh my god, this thing is so hot!" And he only wanted to like he like he only wanted to wear it just for the um, just for the costume section, just for the costume contest. And then, um, like in that same night, the same day, there was a guy who was dressed as Buzz Lightyear, mm-hmm. and his Buzz like and the dude was already like six five, and his Buzz Lightyear the boots for his Buzz Lightyear made him like seven feet seven and a half feet tall. And then, well, yeah, uh, and that's what's cool Cindy, is like with my once my power armor build is done, I I'm only I mean you've met me in person and mm. photos can be deceiving, but the the biggest misconception I get when people do meet me is they're like, oh my god, you're so short because I'm only five foot tall, but once my power armor build is done, I'll be about six foot tall, if not maybe taller, <laughs> so I can feel it's like be tall for a day. <laughs> You know, it's not always cracked up to be. <laughs> <laughs> Can you reach the top shelf in your kitchen? Yes. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> um, I cannot. <laughs> but you know, on top of reaching the top, the top shelf, though, <clears throat> I also can't find clothes that fit properly. <laughs> um, because, because I am, you know, abnormally large uh, for a, or abnormally tall for, um, or tall in like in body, right? So it's like, yeah, it's like, oh yeah. By the way, you know, you want to find clothes that fit? <laughs> Good luck, sucker. And it's like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what a few of my shorter friends like. Once they heard about my power armor boots and started to see them. They were like, oh, can you possibly start making some of those platform boots for short people? I'm like, well, you want, because they're surprisingly not hard to walk in as opposed to maybe other platformed shoes once I made them. I was really surprised that I followed a tutorial on YouTube of the lady that was making armor and had showed a technique of basically layering a bunch of pieces of the thick half-inch foam and gluing them together with the contact cement and then gluing them to the bottom of your shoe or boot and then using wood screws to further you know keep it together and I was like oh my god what is this going to be like to walk in and because I like I said I've never built anything of this caliber and then as soon as I got the boots done I went and they were dry and ready to go and the screws were in I went to go walk in them and I was like these feel like normal shoes I'm just very tall this is bizarre well, that's, I mean, that to me makes mean uh, means it's a good build and it's, it makes it awesome. That makes it that much better. Like, um, yes. Like my, I think my biggest concern with you know looking at any of this, uh, any of the cosplay stuff ever is that you know people are like, you know, how true to form are we going to be? How much are we going to do this? Like, um, one of the one of the uh, builds, I, uh, one of the uh, group. I, uh, ideas I had for um, you know my kids are my son is a big fan of rescue heroes and I, I wanted mm-hmm. to do uh, rescue heroes but like man I don't know about the big boots you know because the rescue heroes have those ginormous boots right and yeah. you know I'm like I don't know how I feel about that like they you know way misshapen and blah 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 um, but I did see that um, there's another cosplayer in the Midwest or East Coast. Her name is Midnight Mary. I'm not sure if you know who she is. But uh, Midnight Mary actually is a big, um, big Borderlands cosplayer, right? And mm-hmm. uh, like one of the guys that follows her does, uh, does Handsome Jack, and he just did a Tyrene uh, gender bend. His mm-hmm. Tyrene is sick. His Tyrene is <laughs> I love gender bend cosplays. People can say what they want or shame what they want, but I love doing gender bend cosplays. <laughs> like it is so fun to take a male character and at least for me personally, I love taking a male character and throwing my twist on it and turning it into a female character. It is so much fun. I've done several gender bend cosplays and they're so much well, fun. Well, I mean those those okay, those are those are fun to watch for me because it's like um you could see, uh, like, it's like, okay, so what would that person's persona be? What would that character's persona be if they were the opposite sex, right? 
you know, with it, with this. Yeah. And like, and that's what I'll be doing with Psychomantis. Like, while I will be Psychomantis, I'm still going to be a female. I'm going to have a corset on and, and things like that. So I get to not only play one of like my favorite boss battles from growing up in mm-hmm. gaming from one of my favorite game series, but play him as me almost it's it's such it i've when i approached you with the idea like it just dawned on me because you know we're all stuck in quarantine mm-hmm. for the most part i was like hey i might as well take advantage of the free time and go ahead and play one of the cosplays i've had in the back burner that i've been wanting right. to do and it's in me and it works i'm so happy that you came uh, do you like like I'm, I'm you brought that up and wanted to do it because it was like like I know we got. I, I know for a fact that like with all this, you know, all this going on, I got a, you know, the plates are going to be super, super full, and you know, everybody's super sad about the fact that there's not going to be any more um, weekly photos, right? And it's not like it's not it's not the mm-hmm. weekly photos. I have plenty of stuff to go through that I can, you know, post a couple photos here and there. <clears throat> um, it's the fact that I resorted to, all right, I'm going to go ahead and additional um, broadcasting as a, as a photographer on TikTok and, um, you know, and make these and make uh, slideshows and everything else. Like, which by the way, how'd you like your slideshow? I loved it. I loved it. But that's also another cool thing I've seen is like, I'm in a couple of things on Instagram. Like I'm in a group chat called all, all artist engagement and, uh, a radio station has us all in it and uh, so a bunch of us artists like uh, there's a drummer in there and he's doing like virtual recording sessions with like other artists and creating music virtually or like uh, another one of my friends Raynaud Lydia is instead of which a lot of other bands are doing because they can't play shows instead of getting mad and saying screw it they're doing like virtual concerts uh, and like, I think it's kind of cool that in, while, you know, some other people are like, ah, I'm stuck at home. All of us artists are like, screw it. We have the internet. Like, let's, you know, like, even when you said, you know, photo shoots are on hold for until further notice. I was like, that's eh, cool. I can do some mm-hmm. Patreon posts. I'll do some videos building cosplay. Like, uh, it's, I'm not going to say quarantine doesn't suck. Like, I am getting stir crazy at home, but like. I've also been able to have time to like go back to gaming, which I love. And uh, me and my fiance, we decided finally, because since we've been together, he's been like, let me build you a PC. Let me build you a PC. And I'm like, it's so expensive. (laughs) And now I'm like, let's do it. (laughs) Why not? Like, so we joked about doing a like future hubby wife, like streaming together uh kind of thing so i think it's kind of cool because like us artists as much as we can be like hard on ourselves or self-critical i think it's kind of cool to see all of us coming together and being like okay we're stuck at home what can we do with that (laughs) like what can we do with that instead of oh man this sucks like i'm just stuck at home and can't do anything like where we see like a whole world of okay well we have the internet let's stream together let's uh share music together let's share creativity together and um and on top of that like just doing cosplay and everything else like I've met like I would have never met you I would have never met like I've met so many cool people that are also like like-minded creatives uh to mm-hmm. do all of this with which is also awesome yeah I, I definitely am um like I know I I posted that you know everything is on hold and like I'm that's only in this like I said I well, and this is after I after I made a comment about, you know, screw this, like, you know, then you just, you know, I don't understand, like, I understand why they don't have enough tests, right? Testing's not perfect. Let's let's just get right to it. Testing's not perfect, and some of us are genetically not capable of getting this uh, COVID nineteen business, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, of, of getting uh, SARS two, if you will. Um, this is as per the uh, Center for Infectious Disease, right? 
mm-hmm. you know, which is a valid source for those of you who don't understand. It's a valid source. Uh, Dr. Michael uh, Osterheim is fantastic to listen to. He has a couple of great books as well. Um, <clears throat> sorry, just, I had to throw that out there. Um, <coughs> but for sure, of everything I know, right? Of everything I've mm-hmm. read and everything I've, you know, come to figure out is that, you know, okay, some of us are genetically not going, are, are going to genetically make it, right? Mm-hmm. Just fine. It, the, the, the genetics part is the one is one side of it. The, the um, habits is, are the other, right? So yes, we all can have hypertension. We can all be pre-diabetic. We can all have um, breathing issues. Everybody has allergies. I don't care who the hell you are. Uh, if you tell me you've never sneezed seasonally at the same time every uh, every year, right? You know. Well, you... and I think the biggest thing that upsets me is seeing like the, I guess the lack of consideration, like the hoarding of toilet paper. Why was that a thing? Like, diarrhea isn't even a symptom of this. And in the beginning, you're looking at being quarantined, you know, for a couple weeks. How much toilet paper are you going to go through in a couple weeks? <coughs> like, that, that's, like, for me, I have to be more careful, not so much for myself, but for the fact that, you know, I have a retired person at home. I have an immunocompromised person at home. And so, there's a baby at home. Like. So I have to be careful out of respect for them more than anything. If I get sick, I have nowhere in the home I can quarantine away from everybody and I could get them sick. Like, so that's my whole thing is the lack of consideration. Like even I, you know, just the few times I have had to go out, uh, people aren't staying six feet apart. People aren't, uh, you know, like, well, we're even as much fun as our last shoot was. I was baffled at the amount of people that were just out. I, I get it's hard to stay at home. I get maybe with kiddos, it's, it's hard to constantly stay at home. But there were so many people out that were totally not six feet apart, totally not adhering to any quarantine measures. And regardless of genetics, if people don't follow that, this is only going to continue to get worse. Like right. it is only going to continue to get worse. And again, like like I said, like and I and I had to explain this to somebody else. I'm like, I understand that. I understand that beyond you know any shadow of a doubt. Like, don't think I don't. Right. <coughs> and you know I do take my precautions. You know when. And FYI, my recording device may die, so we might have to wrap up sooner rather than I wanted okay. to, but um, all of a sudden it just beeped at me. All right, no worries. Um, so, you know, if anything, we'll we'll cut it off, and I'll wait until you recharge, and we'll pick up. Um, pick up yeah, later. On a, on a, and then maybe we have to change notes. And so uh, so for all, our, my, all my listeners, if you guys happen to see this, uh, happen to hear something fall off, um, don't worry. We have the rest of the weekend to continue to, you know, pick this up. Um, mm-hmm. But we have nothing better <laughs> to do. <laughs> so, <laughs> so is it, yes, um, we may not have social distanced, you know, as much as well as we could have, right? Um, so, um, like for me, okay, we have a house of, okay. can you still hear me or no? Yeah, I can still hear you. Okay, cool. We can just go with that or else my Bluetooth died, but this works too. Okay. Um, but my whole thing is like I we have a household of like me and my fiance currently live with his parents while we save to buy our own house because so it's me my fiance his brother his baby and my fiance's parents we have a household of that's what two four six people and 
we still managed to stay at home pretty much every day. Like we coordinate and go to the store as needed. Don't like, it's not, it's a change of lifestyle, but it's really not that hard. Like just like I went, for instance, my fiance had buy one, get one free for Rumby Island grill. And they were during curbside takeout. So I was like, okay, that's fine. You're working. I'll go get it. Curbside mm-hmm. takeout, not a big deal. I go there and they're, even though their dining room is closed, they're not doing eat-in. There's a mm-hmm. horde of, forgive me for saying, boomers on the patio mm-hmm. who had gotten takeout. And they're all sitting there right next to each other. Like multitudes, of people, probably 20 people sitting there eating. Like, was that necessary? You could, I understand being cooped up at home is hard, but like, for instance, one of my buddies, Ben Ferguson, who's, we call him Spock because he's so like logistical and whatever. Um, you know, he and him and his wife like to go try new coffee and they will usually dine in at the coffee <laughs> shop, sit and talk, and that's like their husband wife time. So mm-hmm. they've altered that plan and will either make a new order a new type of coffee make it at home or whatever and then go to like a park bench or somewhere secluded and have that time that way you can still while your life is at home i get like you can still do the things you want to do but you don't have to be in like a crowd of people like i understand we're acclimated to like going out and doing all of these social events, but it's not that hard to take like two seconds and ask yourself, like, is it this really like necessary, I guess? Cause for me, it's kind of a, a passion thing. Cause like, you know, my local garage had to shut its doors. I'm stuck at home. I'm unemployment. Uh, my school camp is closed. I'm stuck at home until at least May 26th, if not longer. So like for me, every time I see those crowds of people out, I'm like, you're, potentially putting my life on hold longer because you can't just say is this necessary and just stay at home because the more cases that come out regardless of genetics and everything inside until the only way life is going to go back to normal is once the cdc and all those health organizations see a plateau and see positive cases start declining and even then once we go back to you know normal life there's still a risk of seeing those cases boom again so we can't go back to normal life until all of us like suck it up and say hey let's stay home is that necessary and kind of just cool it for a bit because until those cases plateau and start to decline a lot of us like me who are kind of stuck at home still don't get to go back to our normal lives (laughs) my going back to normal life depends on y'all just like staying home for a bit oh, trust me I, I or even like you 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 now just had to put photography on hold until further notice like and and trust me like i that's like the like i was trying to get everything done i was trying to like get wrapped up before the end of may so that i only had to do two shoots in in, in july <laughs> that's not happening like it, it's like there is like there is no way for me to possibly look up and figure out you know how to make this um i mean not saying that it's impossible it's not impossible right but yeah. like the level of frustration i'm at right now like and that's and this is i've been i've only been working from home for two days right and just just the unending duress and stress of not being able to say like like no um that's not what we're going to be doing right mhm um just made it terrible like i'm like like i can't like like you know me like i mean i mean <clears throat> i'm a social butterfly like i I need interaction with people in order to, and, and don't get me wrong. I got kick groups. I have, you know, I have all of that. Right. So that part's easy. The, the hard part is, you know, the other stuff it's, 
It's like, no, I want to sit and watch a movie with somebody, right? Like, I don't want to, I yeah. don't want to discuss politics. I don't want to discuss the news. I don't want to discuss, you know, CDC findings. Like, um, you know, I can only go so far with CDC findings, right? I don't want to be, you know, like, there's a lot of stuff I just don't care to discuss. I had to, I'm in a group right now, um, the group that I'm in with my friend Jason or with Jason. Um, I had to tell them I like, I'm like, can we change the subject on this matter? Because I don't really feel like talking about this anymore. And you know, they all stop because they really they're like, oh, this directly affects him right this second. You know? Well, or even like for me, I'm pretty despite like the cosplay and everything else I do, I'm actually pretty introverted. Um, I'm not, uh, I get very nervous. Like uh, the big con here, you know, Phoenix Comic Con uh, mm-hmm. fan fusion. Uh, last year was my first time going uh, and it was shortly after I met my now fiance and he had a hotel and everything. And I think it was either day two or three of the con. I'm not used to, I'm still not used to like being around like huge crowds of people mm-hmm. like that. And like the first year or two was a blast just because, you know, I was in cosplay amongst all these people. And, you know, except when I was Jason, people were like, Oh my God, can like, can kill me. Can I take a picture? And the first two days were like explosive fun. But then by like day three, uh, you know, I've like PTSD and stuff like that. And all of a sudden I like turned to Andrew and was like, I, I need to go outside. Like I started hyperventilating, um, uh, so at first I was like, okay, cool. I get to stay home. I don't be around a shitload of people. Uh, I thought that would be easy for me. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's. I found that I uh, thrive a lot. I'm so used to, I've been on my own since 16. I'm now on pursuing degree three. Uh, so I'm so used to working like a full-time schedule school and being very busy and absorbed in like a ton of projects and always ha- and having to adhere to like a strict schedule and now that I'm home all the time and literally have no schedule I find I'm getting far less done <laughs> and I'm just yeah. like yeah I'm I I've tried like and my fiance has been great he's like well, why don't you try this so like one he did like uh, on my phone he set like reminders so eight o'clock every night is for us to like go for a walk and go work out nine o'clock every night is for me too. Like my time go, I meditate and do tarot and stuff like that. So my phone reminds me, okay, it's time to like go meditate or do tarot or something for me to reset myself for the next day. Uh, So then I expanded that. He's like, why don't you expand that to like your phone? Uh, Give yourself the schedule. Like today is work on cosplay for X amount of time or game for X amount of time or do this or like the other thing I've been doing is me and several of my buddies will hop in. Like even if we're not gaming, we'll all go into a party chat on PS4 and hang out. Uh, but that was really weird for me. It's just not now for several weeks, just be home. And as of this time, I'm in, I'm home till at least May 26th. And that's if things don't get worse because uh, my school campus isn't going to reopen till then and being an automotive we can't do that online uh so it's right. very weird for me like I, I, like you said like you're a social butterfly i didn't think i was <laughs> you were until very I was much forced a- to stay at home uh and now i'm like ah like i i want to go do things but i know i'm not supposed to <laughs> like uh, I, hate to say, I hate to you know to burst your bubble but uh, you my dear are exactly the epitome of like you say you're an introvert <laughs> You're you're both you're you're an introverted ex- you're an extroverted introvert like like you uh, like 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 I'm the same way like I can do just fine indoors by myself right but if I'm gonna be by myself I mm-hmm. need to be by myself like 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 um you know it, it's like you know I'll come out I I will come out when I'm ready to come out right yeah. <laughs> um. Um, but you, uh, like, you know, you know, it's bad when your own cats are tired of you being home. <laughs> yes, because I feel like my cats I... are like, really, you're still here. <laughs> I don't have somewhere to be. 
like um if you're here then who's paying for the cat food right <laughs> like it used to be you know i'd get a book because my cats are almost 10 years old now and i've had them since the day they were born so i've always you know gone all day come home at night gone all day come home at night and normally when i wake up in the morning or i come home first thing and all three of them run up to me like oh my god mom's home or i get up in the morning oh mom's up hi mom now it's like I get out, I wake up in the morning, they're not even on the bed. They're like, ah, she's still here. <laughs> and, and that's so rough, isn't it? Like, it's just like, mm-hmm. like, and, and I, like, I, I, like I said, I, I can't stand it. Like, I'm, I'm, you know, it's roll out of bed, you know, boot up the laptop, you know, grab something to eat, grab some water, go to the bathroom, you know, turn on some white noise in the background, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, get started at work. And then it's like the white noise is even more deafening, right? Mm-hmm. Well, and that's like kind of what my fiance is going through because he uh, is stuck working from home. He has been for the past several weeks. So he has to get up, go shell himself in the other vacant room, set up his work laptop and go to it. But even for him, uh, at first, you know, the lack of having to commute was nice, but now it's just, we're just home all the time. <laughs> like that it, regardless of, even though he is working, uh, we're just home all the time. Uh, and it's, it's been a weird adaptation. Like, for me, it makes me thankful because we're not like at each other's throats. You know, we're still having fun, but it's please, people stay home so I can go back to working on cars too. <laughs> like, I need to get out of the house. Well, and like I said, like I'm oh, like like I I, I can't like I can't wait. Like everyone's like, dude, what are you gonna do? I'm like, I have no idea. Like. Everything. Like, yeah, pretty much. Everything. Like it's like, what kind of trouble get myself into legally, right? And our for me, it's just like uh, the fact I'm like the you know uh, Monday through Friday. You know, I'm up at five a.m. I'm off to my automotive classes and then off to work. So I'm up at five a.m. Home at like seven seven thirty or sometimes later. Uh, so Monday through Friday, you know, me and my fiance don't see each other much. It's pretty much by the time I get home, we eat, watch a couple shows, go to bed. So by the time we hit the mm-hmm. weekend, you know, we're excited for the weekend because, you know, either Sunday we'll have a shoot or uh, Saturday, you know, that's our day to like maybe go see a movie or go do something fun or there's really no like every day is kind of the same right now. It's, uh, what do you want to do? Oh, it's game. Oh, let's, but there's not much, uh, as much as I got bored of the like monotony of the like day to day, get up, go to school, go to work, I kind of failed to realize like, oh hey, made me like look forward to the weekend or just like the simple like, oh like hey, let's go see a movie today or hey, let's go do this today or uh, uh, I weirdly miss that like daily routine <laughs> now. Mm-hmm. But I do, I do have to give props to like the artists out there though, who are like doing the internet live performances or things like that, that I know of like props to them for keeping everybody (laughs) trying to make the best of a bad situation. You know, yeah. And and definitely big props to them. I want to say as well as some of our, some of our, you know, like, uh, like Joe Rogan's probably been one of my biggest heroes lately. Um, just because he has kept his podcast going, even with LA being shut down. Um, mm-hmm. you know, well, and I love too. There's the whole trend of now um, all the stars that are coming out and doing the recordings of like reading books to children. Right. Like that's so cool. <laughs> like, um, like, or like the virtual. There's uh, an aquarium, I think, in California that's doing live casts of all of its sea life. So even though they're not open, uh, you can jump on and virtually check out all the sea life, whereas like you normally would not be able to do that. Oh yeah, they got the cameras rolling inside the, and yeah. 
and that and that's so much fun like inside the aquarium or there's all these places that have set up uh like virtual field trips for kids Mm -hmm. that are like stuck at home right now like and all the bad that's going on uh that i feel like we'll be asked about in our like retirement years like oh what did you do in this time like (coughs) i I think it's cool to see people that have like come together to like um like sew masks for like i'm part of a covid group for uh like the valley and all of us have come together with like oh hey do you need supplies like i'll go get them like it's for as much bad as there is in the world, I've seen enough good people of like, hey, I'll get supply. Or like even the group came up with like a color coding system. Right. So like one <clears throat> neighborhood has like for their elderly neighbors, they have colored papers. So like say there's like an emergency or they need supplies or they need like they can put those colored papers up in their window and their neighbors can know if they're okay or not. Uh it, so it's been kind of refreshing too to see that like the whole world isn't bad like there are some good ones left out there yeah and, and, and that's that's I, I guess you can honestly say like that's probably one of the biggest boldest best parts about um everybody and it makes it so good and so bad all at the same time you know it does but like i i'm really cool like i in that respect, I think I'm really happy to be around such a cool group of, like, artists out there, because, like I said, even there's, you know, in some of the groups I'm in on Instagram, you know, musicians are, like, coming up with new music virtually, or, um, and all these times we're, like, still finding ways to come together, like, me and you even still, amongst all the chaos, tried to go do a shoot, even... I'd rather still try to do my cosplay or my art or my gaming because I hope that at least even amidst all that chaos, you know, that if I can at least give new content a little bit, like give somebody something fun to look at or something fun to do mm-hmm. in all this chaos, like that's nice. Like, even if it's I'm a very, you know, small cosplayer in the cranes, <laughs> but I still like at least being able to give some content in all this. Right. And, you know, some, a little bit of, you know, a little bit of play here and there is worth, is worth it. Like, um, I really wish we lived, I live closer to a, to a mountain so I could go hiking, you know, so I could, you know, you know, bike over, walk over. Cause I'm not getting in public transit ever again. Um, no, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> Um, probably not gonna ri- ride the bus. Like uh, when when all this is said and done, you know, I probably would have will have been working from home for approximately thirty days, right? Mm-hmm. And I refuse to. Um, I'm, ho- I'm hoping that everybody comes back clean and positive and or clean and native, and you know, <coughs> I know that. Um, at some point, you know, they're going to, you know, they're going to turn around and say, okay, um, everybody who's been working from home, like, we need everybody to, like, once there are zero cases or we flatline the cases, there's going to be a point where they're going to say, okay, we need everybody to get to it, uh, to take a kit, like, we're going to send kits, like, let us know how many kits you need, we'll send kits to the houses, um, there's going to be a better, a better testing method, there has to be, um, versus the long stem swab they go through yeah. your nose to the back of your throat you know like um i'm sorry i'm not in the mood to have anybody probe my brain yeah so but <laughs> it reminds me of like the i don't I, i'm very prone to getting strep throat so quite often i've had the, the where they swab the back of your throat and they never prepare you for it they're like okay here we go gag with the swab <laughs> like i'm uh, i can't and you can't like uh stop them <laughs> doing that like so hope, hopefully they will come up with better testing but what's also will be interesting to see is like for instance like china has started to reopen things because their cases you know they flatlined um but that's the other interesting part to see is even once we get to a point where we can reopen things again 
we don't necessarily have a guarantee that once people do get back to daily life that we're not going to see like a second wave because uh, we've already seen uh, one mutation of COVID-19. So we don't really know. I, I, I'm going to go on a nerdy tangent, but <clears throat> I play like plaguing who doesn't, but uh, yes, when it comes so- to like new viral outbreaks and stuff like that, we don't fully, if it's something we've never seen before, we don't fully know what it's going to do. <laughs> like, um, and while this does have, you know, a low mortality rate, people are going to die or like we're going to be elderly or immunocompromised, yada, yada, yada. Uh, historically, uh, all, whether it be animal populations, us, whatever, uh, occasionally you have a plague that takes out a mass amount of the population. And it's not a matter of if, but a matter of when. And I'm hoping that maybe this at least like, I doubt it will be because humans are prone to forget things. But maybe that this will, like, humble some humans into, like, we're not invincible. But, uh, like, that's one thing. We can't see viruses. We can't see uh, germs. Like, so germs don't distinguish between, like, borders or whatever. Like, something comes out we don't know what to do with or we've never seen before. I mean, this, this is a very low mortality rate. And already people were hoarding, not obeying quarantines, not like anything. I, I'm hoping that maybe people can at least, at least some of the population can maybe take like a lesson from this and maybe come out like better humans or a little more careful or a little more considerate because I don't want to be stuck in quarantine again like this. Well, and you know that's what they're there's kind of I think that's a, one of the health or um, because due to the fact that these guys have already gone through one level of quarantine right mm-hmm. like one series of the quarantine <coughs> those who have been already affected um, are more are likely not to um, catch it a second time however in uh, the fact that it does cause is causing your lungs to seize and to retain fluid and to um, have fluid drip into your lungs and cause pneumonia. Like, um, you know, it puts a lot, a lot of people at a different level of risk. And that different level of risk is what's causing uh, some of the main issues, if you will, right? So it's like, what do we do? You know, you're damned if you do. You're damned if you don't. If you do, if you choose not to, you know, not to, um, like, like, like let's just take everyone who's asymptomatic, right? <coughs> if you're if you're asymptomatic, chances are you're not going to catch it, right? But if you are asymptomatic and you do happen to catch it, you didn't catch the original one. You caught an, uh, another version. You caught. You know, SARS three, SARS four, SARS two point or two point two, mm-hmm. right? You didn't catch uh, the COVID nineteen SARS two, you know, or um, SARS two C. Yeah. <clears throat> so, so a lot of, you know, um, but yeah, you're right. Um, plague, plague Inc. Um, I played that game before. I played it years ago, and I same thing. I was, I was telling my father about it. Damn it! You haven't seen this before. You don't know what you're talking. About. He had a game that came out that was exactly like this breakout, and you started in one country, and it's long enough, it tells you how many years. It takes until you wipe out the entire world. Mm-hmm. Playing as the simple flu, the common cold, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And some of them, like, uh, I think one time I played, it was a 30-day wipeout of, the, of 7 billion people. Oh, yeah. It, I mean, yes. It's, you know what I mean? So, 
I think what concerns me more than everything is how quickly people went to uh, hoarding and not considering their fellow neighbor. Like, you don't need the sheer amount. Hey folks, uh, so I'm sorry about the uh, <coughs> pardon me, previous section of the podcast. I stepped outside to take a uh, uh, to wait for a ride to come pick me up so I could finish the podcast, and I lost connection, which means I ended up accidentally hanging up on Cat halfway through the podcast. So I apologize for that. We're gonna finish recapping on that. Uh, basically, we were talking about the Plague Game um, or Plague Inc which is a downloadable game for Android and iOS <coughs> where you basically um, are controlling an escape plague and infecting the world. Now, the game is um, is really not funny, but it's funny about that game is the fact that it talks about all the different ways that a uh, pandemic spread um, via evolution, via... Um, transmissions on and so forth so if you want to get an understanding of you know why people should be having the stay-at-home order uh, check the game out it should be free on iOS and free on uh, Google Play if I'm mistaken it shouldn't be more than a dollar <coughs> pardon me um, I was still kind of acting up um, but yeah but that's besides the point Anyway, I just wanted to wrap up this podcast and get it uh, produced because I know I haven't produced anything in a while. And I got another hot, 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 hot podcast coming for you in just a little bit.